We are the Wanderers of Western Sydney. Hello, I'm Tim Gilbert, a Western Suburbs boy from Guildford and a proud fan. Welcome to our podcast. This is the place to come to hear all the stories from our wonderful football club. Players, coaches, managers, fans. Our featured Wanderers will come in all shapes and sizes and diverse backgrounds. We are a strong club that is on the move and our people have rich and gripping stories to tell. Welcome. Great to have you along for the ride. Life began for today's guest in a small town called Nook Nahini in Ireland. She was one of 10 children, an extraordinary career, and it's a real treat to have Denise O'Sullivan with us today. We are the Wanderers of Western Sydney and joining us now, of course, Denise O'Sullivan. How are you, Denise? I'm good. How are you? No, I'm good. Now, I'm in Sydney. You're in the United Kingdom. Tell us exactly where you are. Yeah, um, I'm in Brighton um, in the United Kingdom. I moved here about two and a half weeks ago, so I'm actually unknown with Brighton and Hove Albion. So came here two and a half weeks ago, had to quarantine for two weeks and just started training a few days ago. That must have been a relief. Yeah, quarantine wasn't the best situation, but it is what it is now, I guess. It's a strange time, so I had to do it, but I'm, I'm glad to be training with the team now. So, so how long is that contract for? Um, It's only till December. Okay. Yeah, so it's and just a loan, a loan deal to get some games. Oh, that's good just to play some football, I think. that That's the way a lot of people are feeling at the moment, aren't they? And uh, what, what about yeah. the quarantine? Tell us a little bit about it. Where was it? How did you get through it? <laughs> yeah, um, so I flew in from America, uh, came into Brighton, and the club put me up in an apartment um, by myself, away from everyone, basically. Stayed there for two weeks. They brought some gym equipment. They brought a bike. So at least I had something to do to keep me occupied every day. But that's about it, really. You're just You're just there watching a lot of Netflix, keeping in contact with family and friends and wasn't the best situation, but it's done now, so can't complain. I've spoken to a few different athletes that have been through a similar process, including Simon Cox, of course, who plays in the men's team. How how did you go for food and things like that? Um, So the club actually had food for me, a big shop done when I got there. So I was sorted for a few days, at least. I was in an apartment, so I was able to cook, so that was great. And then after that, I just went online and got a, a grocery delivery to the door. So kept me going. It's amazing how you get creative uh, when you have to. Now, you, of course, have played for North Carolina, two-time MVP there with Lynn and Kristen. I've spoken to both Lynn and Kristen, and uh, it really is up in the air over there, isn't it? We obviously played a bubble tournament in Utah, which uh, which was five games for us. We got knocked out in the quarterfinals, but um, that went really well. The situation we were in obviously wasn't the best, but there was no positive tests and stuff like that. So I think the league handled it very well. And now they're just going to play a fall series. So they're going to have, I think, four games. Um, I think two at home and two in a way. But um, it's obviously a difficult situation not having a normal season. And, you know, I'm excited to be here and, you know, have a new challenge, but... At the end of the day, you know, I, I would love to be with my, my courage teammates as well. Yeah, and of course, Kristen and Lynn were here with you in Sydney. Yeah, they were. That was amazing. We had a great experience. Having those two there um, was a huge help, obviously, and you're on the other side of the world. So I think knowing people there and just having people around that, you know, familiar faces was really good. All right, let's, let's wind the clock back to where you grew up and uh, your love for football and the where it all began, where the love for the world game, was it Fuknahini? 
Yeah, Noknahini. <laughs> Noknahini. Sorry, I thought I, I knew it's I'd fine. Get that it's a long word. <laughs> tell us about tell us about those early days. Yeah, I grew up playing football. Honestly, when I was started from a kid, from the time I walked, I'd always have a ball at my feet. Have a big family. I'm the youngest of ten. So um Wow. Yeah, I have five brothers and four sisters and I had a pretty sporty family. All my brothers played soccer growing up. One of my brothers has international caps for the Irish junior team. So I think um looking at my brothers playing all the time, it's something I really wanted to do and I grew up playing on the streets of Nagnahini. Honestly, from the time I came in from school, uh up till seven PM at night I would be out playing soccer for the whole day with all the boys. And yeah, it's it's crazy. We we would be using jumpers as goalposts back then. So uh, it was crazy times. But um, I joined a boys team as well when I was 11 or 12 years old. Uh, New Farm Athletic in my hometown. So I played with them for about four or five years until I had to move on to a girls team. So yeah, great experiences. And I think playing with the boys um, really helped me become the player I am today, I think. Uh, yeah, because playing against your brothers, they would have given you no free tickets, would they? It would have been full on, like, uh, from it the start to the It was always full finish. on, honestly. They were so competitive and they used to push me on and, you know, urge me to be better every single day. And then the other boys in the streets uh, playing against a girl for them, I think, was a, was a big thing back then. And, you know, they used to think, oh, girls can't play soccer and I would beat them. Then they would get very upset. So I think it was, uh, it was good times and... It definitely uh, stood to me now as a professional soccer player. You must have loved it when you beat them. I did, of course. <laughs> so Nocknohini near Cork? Yeah, Cork. So for, for those that don't know the geography of Ireland, Cork, of course, is is in the southern part below Dublin and not far from the Blarney Stone. That's right. I literally live about 15 minutes from the Blarney Stone. <laughs> did, 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 did you kiss it? Are you a good talker? I didn't actually kiss it. My family did, but I didn't. I think I was scared at the time, honestly. I was younger, so it's quite it's quite intimidating and scary. Like I was scared of heights, I guess, so I didn't do it. Yeah, I did it. For anyone who's over in that part of the world, you sort of lean back and there's... Yeah, I could see the intimidation, um, particularly when you're younger. So I grew up in a family of six, and you grew up in a family of ten. I, I remember that, you know, my mother was Lebanese, God rest her soul, and, the, and there was big pots of food. So if you didn't go hard early, you weren't going to get second. So it was never like these days where you question what's coming to the table. At a, at a table for 10, it would have been the same, wouldn't it? We just have to go hard early with the food. Absolutely, yeah. If you're not there first or if you're there last, you ain't getting food. <laughs> it's all gone <laughs> in a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, crazy cooking for that many people. I don't know how my mom done it, really. She was the cook of the family, so... Cooked uh, pots of pasta, mostly, you know, cheap and not expensive stuff to, for all of us to eat. <laughs> you must, uh, as 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 a woman now, uh, really appreciate those days and the sacrifices that people like your mother made. Oh, yeah, honestly, she she has done everything she could to get me where I am today. Um, same for my dad as well, both of them. Going out training, my dad used to bring me to every training session, used to drive me. He was, dropped me to fields to run and he was very encouraging, wanted me to be the best I could be. Anytime I came home from trainings, my mom would have a dinner right there on the table for me, ready to come in and, and eat. And um, yeah, just the little things like them buying me football boots, paying for memberships for soccer teams. Honestly, they didn't have much money back then, uh, my family. So um, it was tough for them, but I never went without anything. So they were absolutely amazing. And still to this day, my mom is 
she calls me every single day. Obviously, I'm away in England, away in America, Australia. So there's not a day goes by where I don't see my phone ringing and it's my mom. So, yeah, they're all very supportive. And that goes for my brothers and sisters as well. You've taken them on an amazing ride. They they must be very proud of, of you as well. Yeah, they are. They're, they're very proud. And, you know, any Irish game I play, um, if it's in Dublin, they travel up to watch. And, you know, they watch me on TV and call me every day and talk about soccer. And, yeah, they're a very supportive family. Uh, when did you start to really think, hey, I could do something with this? Knocknaheeny sounds to me like a, a wonderful place, but probably a long way from any of the Broadway acts of football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I always had it in me. That was the one thing that I wanted to do with my life was be a professional soccer player. And um, it was instilled in me from a very young age. But yeah, I don't know exactly when I thought like, oh, I can, I can really do this. I guess when I got started to get called up to the international uh, teams um, underage and playing tournaments with them, I guess getting my first call up to the senior team that's really when I when I thought I was only 17 years old. So they took me out of my underage Irish teams and brought me into the seniors. And, you know, that was the that was the end of my underage career. Then after that, once I got called up, they kept me there. So I think that really um, inspired me that, you know, they wanted to keep me on the senior team and, you know, miss my underage years. It made me, you know, believe in myself more. And I thought I, I really could push on then and, and be a professional player. Who, who was the one player you looked up to when you were young? Obviously, Roy Keane is one. I think he lives in my hometown. He lives literally 10 minutes from me, or he's from there. So he's he's a big player. He's in the same position as me. And some people say that I play like him. I don't know if that's mm, true. Exactly. but um, Exactly. Yeah, I looked up to him for a long time. And I would say, as I got older, obviously, Messi is someone I really that really inspires me watching him play. He's just unbelievable. And yeah, so I would say, I would really say those two, to be honest. What was it like to meet Roy? It was good. I mean, I, I haven't met him that much. I think I only met him once, to be honest. But it was good. Yeah, you know, he chat away to you and stuff. And uh, he's he's a nice man. Many people have likened your game to the way he plays. And it's quite ironic that you grew up quite near each other. You do have this effortless style. You do make the game look easy. Is it easy when you're doing it? It all depends. I mean, you have games that are, you don't play as well and you have other games where you're shining. I don't know. I think first and foremost, I think my my work ethic is, I think that's what makes me the player I am. How hard I work for the team, I guess. And then just the willingness and determination to get on the ball, I think is is something I, I look to do and I always want the ball at my feet. I'm always trying to demand it off my teammates and, you know, goal scoring opportunities, create create plays for them as well. So I guess it is I just love the game so much. I think it 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 is easy. <laughs> I guess. Well, you, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well some things uh, come easy to people and it does look that way. He's such a, an amazing football player and still got so much ahead of you because you started representing it as a teenager. What was it like when you first started, you know, making these teams as a 17, 18-year-old? Yeah, I mean, it was tough. Obviously, you're young. Um, I'm going into this Irish senior team where you have these amazing players who are, you know, a few years older than you, and you can be, you can be quite intimidated by that as well, kind of not knowing anyone. But uh, when I went in, there was players there, um, the likes of Yvonne Tracy, Emma Byrne, and Cara Grant. These are all international girls from a couple of years ago. Um, and from the time I went in there, they were absolutely fantastic to me. Um, 
very welcoming, uh, giving me advice all the time. And that makes you feel comfortable then you can kind of relax. And I think once I made my debut and we won, I think it was 2-0 against Wales and I scored the two goals. And after that, you know, my confidence went up and just as I, I was around the team more, um, I got more used to it and felt more comfortable. In your last appearance for Ireland, uh, when I say last, the last one you played, of course, there'll be more. But uh, against Macedonia, t- tell us about that game and your goal. It was away, actually. Um, it was actually when COVID was just actually starting at that time. But um, we won, I think it was, was it 3 or 3-0 three maybe? Or 4-0? But yeah, that goal, I think I, centre-back had the ball. I dropped in just to, to look for the ball. Their centre-back came with me and that created space for our striker to run in. And then I turned around, continued my run, and she laid it off to me. And I just, I don't know, I just shot and scored. And it's just such an honour to score for your country every single time. Um, it's always good. And, you know, I haven't I haven't scored for a while with the national team before that. So it was kind of a bit of a relief, to be honest. We're talking to Denise O'Sullivan. This is the Wanderers of Western Sydney. Of course, Denise is in Brighton, England, training on a loan deal over there to start playing some football was with the Wanderers last season as we know we're going to start talking about that season because it was a breakout year in many many ways for our women's team with Dean and Kath and the whole crew what about something went viral after that Macedonia game didn't it on social tell us about that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah so there was obviously the virus, COVID was just starting and, you know, it was really bad and stuff. So the rule was to not shake the referee's hand after the game. And obviously, natural reaction, you always go and shake, shake the ref's hand and, you know, teammates and stuff like that. And I went over and shook the ref's hand and she like backed away and was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and oh, I was so embarrassed and it, it did. It went viral. So. It was it was hilarious in the end, to be quite honest, when I watched it. <laughs> oh, it's so easy to do. If it makes you feel any better, I always try to drum into my kids about being sportsmen or sportswomen, and I yelled out to my son, he's in under 11, to make sure you shake their hand, and he yelled back to me, we can't, Dad, it's COVID. We're not allowed to. <laughs> so everyone Good on the sideline was, look, was looking at me. What about playing for the Western Sydney Wanderers? made the finals for the first time. It had been it had been difficult before that, but it was a real breakout year. Playing for the Wanderers was a fantastic experience. I actually loved every single minute of playing with the club. I think the girls there, from the minute I came there, they were just so friendly. I think that was the thing I noticed the most. They were very welcoming to me. Um, I felt comfortable there within a week, a week or so, because everyone was just so nice. And then I think playing for Dean, Kat, you know, all those, all those people, the, the staff, was just amazing they were great people yeah it was just it was just a really good few months and then obviously having Kristen and Lynn there as well was a was a definitely a bonus but I think the club's very professional the facilities were great and then we just got off to a great start honestly we played some really good football won some a lot of games and yeah it's it's a club that I can say very good things about honestly it was a great experience they're a good and really interesting and talented and passionate mix, aren't they? Like, like Dean and, and Michael Beach and, uh, like brothers, like, and, and then you got yeah. Kath there who's, yeah, who's this bundle of energy. It, it really is nice. Yeah, it really was to see them together. Dean and Megsy, like they're, you'd know, you'd know that they're like brothers. Honestly, they just got on so well. And 
I think they really, and Kat also, they just really uh, created the environment for us, a really good environment, um, a lot of energy, you know, fun, fun environment, but also everyone respected each other. And yeah, it was, it was great. It was a great time. Fantastic club. And and just on the facilities, because we're all very proud of them and you've been around the world. Here you are, one of the, one of the big clubs in England. The facilities are outstanding, aren't they? And they are world-class. Yeah, they really are. Um, the training pitches were great. Have no complaints at all. The gym was right there. So if we had training and then we had a gym, could just go literally straight in without having to travel anywhere else. Yeah, it was it was really good. The dressing rooms, the locker rooms were spotless, very clean. I have no complaints at all about the facilities. I thought they were top class. Was there any women's facilities at Knocknaheny in the early days or those grounds that you played at? It would have been very different back then. Oh, it was so different back then. Um, I remember playing for the boys' teams, honestly. It would have been like a small, tiny little shed at the side of the field where you would go and it, everyone would be so cramped. Yeah, there wasn't much facilities at all. Like you wouldn't see a gym around anywhere. It would be one pitch. Obviously, the pitch back then, they wouldn't be in the best condition either. But I was very fortunate to play there, obviously. But obviously, the facilities weren't the best. I remember having my own little... When I played with the boys team, I had my own little locker room uh, where I could mm. go and get changed and stuff. So, you know, there are all of those memories that come back to me now. And yeah, there was just great experiences back then, even though the facilities weren't great. Everything else was, you wouldn't even think about it at the time, to be honest. Now, you've been to Australia quite a number of times. Um, does, it, does it hold a special place in your heart? There's a real Australian sort of, there's a real Irish Australian feel here. You don't have to go back in many people's heritage. I know mine through my father's. You know, my great-grandfather came across from Ireland. There's a real feel between Australia and Ireland. Yeah, there really is. Um, I love Australia. It's amazing. And I have some friends that actually, like, moved from Ireland out to there, worked on farms. You have to work in a farm for a year or something like that to get your visa. And, you know, they say how, like, it's well worth it to be in Australia. The lifestyle is completely different. But, yeah, I really love it there, and I definitely want to want to go back again if if the planets align would you like to come back and play for the western city wanderers i know that there's so many unknowns but the world will wobble wobble back into shape at some point yeah once everything is settled and yeah as you said the world's go the world goes back into shape i would definitely love to go back to the wanderers um they treated me so well all the staff the club the fans my teammates so um i would definitely love to go back there who's the best player you've played with i know that's a difficult question and you've played with some prodigious talents. That team at North Carolina, well, we've seen Lynn. What, what what an amazingly gifted player she is. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, I've played with so many world-class players. I could honestly have five or six world-class players in my hand if I, with North Carolina courage. But um, Lynn is one of them, of course. She's absolutely amazing. She's obviously getting into the USA team now as well, which is highly deserved. She really deserves that, so... I'm absolutely delighted for her. She works so hard. But um, other players, Dabinia, I would say, Brazilian. I would say mm. Abby Ursic, our captain and from New Zealand. I think she's one of the best centre-backs in the world, if I'm being honest. Uh, she works so hard. I think her professionalism and the way she acts and her leadership really influences player like my, players like myself. And I really look up to Abby, so I de- I would definitely say her. She is one of the best centre backs in the world for sure. You you've played at a time and, and look ten years or more now at the top level. 
you've really seen the women's game, the women's football game thrive and move and grow at a big pace. Yeah, it's getting it's getting so much bigger compared to when I started, honestly. Even in America, just the you know, the fan base that clubs have now. You go to Portland and you know, you're playing in front of twenty two to twenty five thousand people a game. So it's absolutely huge. Um and I, I hope it keeps pushing on. Um, once this year is over, I guess we'll see more fans back at games and stuff and more people supporting the women's game. So it's getting a lot better and I I just hope it continues. Well, obviously everything's COVID-19, coronavirus affected, but you've got some big Euro qualifiers against Germany on the horizon. Yeah, we do. Uh, very exciting. We play Germany on the 19th. We actually meet on Sunday, Sunday night or Monday for some other girls. But yeah, they're, they're huge games. Obviously, Germany are one of the best teams in the world and you know, we're sitting on top of the group right now. We have to play Germany twice and we have to play Ukraine as well. So to go to Germany and it's going to be, realistically, it's going to be such a tough game. Um, not sure we'll get three points, but I think realistically we could get a point and that would be, that would be great. Uh, we would be in a very good position then. And I think the Ukraine game is a must win for us. I think we can't get nothing less than three points in that game. So um, we're very excited. The team is growing a lot. We're getting a lot better under Vera. So I think every player is excited for what's to come. Speaking about the future, and it doesn't seem that far away, but it's exciting and there's so much anticipation. The 2023 World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. How good is that? Is Ireland going Absolute, to make it? Yeah, absolutely amazing. That's That's the dream. That's the goal to get to that. So, um, I've never been to a World Cup with a, a senior senior level. So that is the ultimate goal now for national team is to get to a World Cup and obviously the Euros. But having it in Australia and New Zealand is <laughs> it couldn't be better. Honestly, amazing countries and Australia is somewhere I've been a lot of times. So I would love it would be a dream to to play a World Cup there. It would be the cherry on the cake, isn't it? Could you believe that the girl from Noknahini, the one of 10, has been so many places, achieved so much? I mean, it's a credit to you and your ability and your desire and your passion to play football. But uh, do you reckon that little girl would have ever believed it if you came back and, and showed the video now? Probably not. It's crazy, honestly, when I think back of the things I've achieved and stuff and Obviously, every every professional athlete goes through challenges, and I've been through a lot of challenges uh, to try and get to where I am today. But I think most importantly, it's it's about the people that I surround myself with as well. Um, there are so many coaches out there, and obviously family, friends, and people who have encouraged me, and you know, just have been huge influences on my soccer career. So if I didn't surround myself with good people and people like them, then maybe I wouldn't be here today. But I'm excited and. Hopefully I have a lot more to give to the game. Keep being a role model to, you know, the younger generation and make make the game better for them when they when they start playing at this age. What's the temperature when I say that? What's the social temperature in a place like Brighton at the moment? Because every different part of the world has been affected in a different way. Um, even looking here in Australia, parts of Australia are pretty much unaffected by the virus. Then you go to Melbourne and it's been a it's been a, a real sort of problem what about where you are well everywhere is open up and stuff but obviously the main things are when you go into public places like wear a mask and stuff like that but I think everything else is quite normal if you ask me I, I feel like it's just normal here but um, a bit more restrictions when you go to the training ground like I think the club used to have breakfast here obviously I'm only here two days now training but like the club used to have breakfast in the morning for all 
for the women's team and I think that's been cancelled now because of COVID and stuff like that and when you go into the gym um we can only go in in groups of fours or threes and stuff like that so they're the they're the main restrictions here with the team and stuff but outside of that I think you know everywhere is opened and I'm working normal but just the the usual thing of wearing a mask when you're in public you know Denise it's been such a delight would you would you and you sound like it to me you sound like despite all these things you're in a pretty happy place I am I am I'm glad to be here and hopefully get some game time soon I'm sure of one of 10 ki- 10 kids you you learn to appreciate things when they come to you too Yeah exactly I appreciate this year more than ever everything that's happening um it's been a crazy year so just keep keep fighting on huh that's it Ap- Absolutely we are the Wanderers of Western Sydney and Denise O'Sullivan thanks for being today's wanderer Thank you appreciate it for more information on the club, visit wswanderersfc.com.au. We will be back soon with another story from one of our Wanderers of Western Sydney.